I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good afternoon. It is Monday, December 4th, 2023. My name is Dan Broskell here with Dave Geller for episode 88. David, what do we know? Episode Double eight. 88. Double eight. How are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Happy, this, this, happy December to you. Happy December 4th. Good. December 4th. It's been a few weeks since our last podcast. In that time, we celebrated my favorite holiday, David, as you know, Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was awesome. Spent a lot of time awesome. at Maine. Went to Maine. Saw Jen's family up way up in Augusta. Yeah. And spent a night in Portland with Josie, Maddie, Hannah. Nice time hitting the town. Great time. Back, back. You went back and forth, I think, twice to Maine over the course of the day. Yeah, drove up on Thursday, Thursday morning, back Thursday night to do a little work for Friday morning, back up Friday night, back Saturday. Maddie had a little sleepover Saturday night to Sunday, a little camp reunion. Oh, good. I don't mind. I don't mind driving to Maine. That's easy. You don't mind driving anywhere. You are a driver. I'm a driver. I think my I think after my dad. My dad was a driver. He used to he used to say on Saturday nights after sundown they'd drive to New York City for the night with a bunch of guys. They go to New York City, they come back you, early morning. Excuse Sunday. me. Yeah, they'd Saturday night after. That's uh, five. That's five hours. Five and a half hours of driving. But they do probably probably you know probably when the sun set early they drive to New York. They hang out at night, come back in the morning. He said, get some get some warm bagels, get the Boston Globe Sunday edition, and start the day. All right. So two, so two years ago, when we, went, when we went on the Heritage Tour of Lewiston Armored, and I said to you, there's an oral history of like that time of which your father was the leader of the community, where there must just be some incredible stories about that kind of stuff you haven't heard before. And I'd love to hear more about that. That's a project for you. Well, that, that, well, that story was when he was living in, um, he was he growing up when he was living in Boston. He used to leave back from Boston to New York. But uh, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of history there. Way, way to ruin my idea, David. All right, no problem. <laughs> I know there's more history, though, I can dig up for you from the- yeah. A lot of history. And, and I was here to- cars and, and, and original car phones and whatever side hustle your dad was pulling up there in the streets. So it's all good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and your and your Thanksgiving was full of um, squash, squash corner. No, it's cranberry corner. Cranberry corner. Oh, six cranberry six corner. different, uh, six different cranberry things, and then big old turkey, and then that ran the gauntlet of uh, Thanksgiving plus turkey trot plus basketball tournament plus Boston plus Worcester plus like actually some sleep. I actually slept nine hours that Saturday to Sunday, which hours. never happens ever. So it's good, but that feels like a long time ago. It was actually two weeks ago. I don't Are know. You're a nice turkey trot. Look good with your a nice picture of you and your daughter holding hands as you triumphantly crossed mile two. Very good, very good. Yeah, and it's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing to try. You ever watch? You ever watch um MTV Celebrity Deathmatch? I probably did a long time ago, but not in the past twenty five years. Have, you should have one with cranberries versus squash, right? A little cranberry squash. You um wins. Yeah. Okay. Well, who would win? win? Who would win? Who would win this cranberry squash battle? That's my question. Well, I think squash are, are hardier and stronger, but cranberries are like acidic, so maybe they would like eat up the squash and over time. I don't know. This is not what our listeners are here for. I don't know. Um, I, I think, think they, they want to hear about the for incredible this. weekend that you just had, David. There are a lot of things that you went to 
So could you just sort of summarize? I have questions about some of them, but like you had quite a gauntlet. So talk about the last few days of your life. Of my life, of my week. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, co concert, um, dance, services, sporting yeah, events, what'd Friday, you do? Friday night, left work and we went, my mom, Jen and I went to see Maddie's holiday dance show at the Regent Theater, Theater in Arlington, which was awesome. East Arlington, let's go. Nice job. East Arlington, Shout out streets yeah. of Arlington. And um, Saturday morning, went to services, led led the, more, the early part of the service, called Zugate Zimra, had a nice little time there. Spent a little time next to our friend David Landis at synagogue. And then I scooted out, went to the another show, uh, afternoon show of the dance. Saturday night, Jen and I hit the town, down at the uh, infamous Paradise Rock Club and saw one of Probably our favorite band, um, Buffalo Tom, uh, local singer, not a local singer, Bill Janovitz, uh, lead singer of this amazing trio. And that was a great night. Um, found myself a parking space on Crom Ave, which was very happy with. And Sunday morning, up and early, up early, and uh, drove down to our, our other friend, Dana Bureau, DB, the other DB. Um, met my friends from Auburn. Uh, Troy, Todd, who lives in Rhode Island, Paul, Pat Tanny from Florida, and Mike Traster, also from Portland, where Troy lives, and we hit the hit the Patriots game. That 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 um awesome competition in the rain. <laughs> um, nice to nowhere. Yeah. Trying tailgating under a tent, you know. I was the, I was the only um guy only wearing sneakers, not not duck boots or bean boots. Not too smart, and then. On, made a home in time to 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 uh, pick you up and and your lovely wife Elizabeth filling in for Maddie and Jen who couldn't go to the game to go to the Bruins game. We had oh, a what <laughs> that, that was a that and that was a win. That was a win, right? And uh, that was a great game. And uh, back here, this wraps up my weekend right now with you. I mean that that's that's a lot. I mean I think you know you you had you know, I would say some of those events were better than others. I think the concert was great. Obviously, I think the recital was probably wonderful. You uh, you had one of your little fits of emotion uh, leaving the Paradise Rock Club, David. Do you want to tell a, a version of that story? Luckily, that's only captured um, verbally versus on someone's video. Yeah, uh, yeah as I mentioned, I had, we had a parking space on Com Ave, which was unheard of uh, at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night with BU in session and a concert right across the street. So we, I was, I luckily, like you, you have some... You had, I don't want to jinx it, but you have some gift to find spaces. And I was able to find a, a parking space on the street, no meter, um, parked right there. I came out around 10 to 30 to get in the car, but there was a car double parked next to us um, in the street, right? Double park and blocking. I was trying to get around it, couldn't get out. Um, I think they were inside either Chipotle or whatever was down there getting some food for a long time. And the young man came out with his tray of sodas and food jaunting out. And I was not happy. You were um, not happy. And you I communicated as such, this poor guy. I unleashed on him a little bit or a lot of bit. <laughs> um, and Jen was uh, employing me to just get in the car or maybe employing him to get in the car and drive away. Um, he apologized many times, but I didn't feel the sincerity there. But, you did not accept his apology gracefully until the end? Hopefully he won't do it again, because I think on another day, he, he someone else would be a little bit more upset with him, as well with a, with a police officer. About, uh, I've been happy with that, but um, he got out of there, thank goodness, and we got home. All good. So Dave almost had a fight in Boston. He went to the Pats game, and went to Pats yet again. Couldn't even score a point at home. The I, listen, I was alive for the one in fifteen Patriots. I feel like this team is worse. I mean, this also recency bias, but like in an era when offense reigns in the NFL, like they can't do 
a damn thing right. And it's it's hilarious. I turned on just to watch the last drive and see if they could score. And of course, they did not. And that was the extent of my Pats viewing yesterday because I really just fundamentally don't care. And yeah. I mean, it's such a, such an amazing... It's like me as a kid when the Red Sox and the Patriots were terrible and the Bruins saw this were always better. And here we are again. So well, going to the Bruins game was awesome. Brad Marchand's hat trick in the third period was awesome. The music building towards the end of the game was awesome. And it was just really cool to be there. And we were home by 1030. It wasn't that bad. Um, it was great a lot of fun. Night. It was just to me, it's like, it, it's a, you know, I love when the Bruins win. I like when it's a great game. It was a great day. It was a it was a, a crescendo, right, versus a decrescendo, which we've been at yeah. many times. And yeah, it just got better and better and better. But yeah, we're we're sitting there in the third in the third period, right? And uh, friend Mike texted me and said, "What's it What's it feel like to be at two you know two Boston sports games where the home team can't score a point, you know?" And uh, <laughs> but sharing that, I, and I, there's no way like like I was I was going to text anybody back until the game was over because I was not jinxing this one. I mean, there are a few folks around us that pulled the the Gillette TD Garden two for the way that you did. Yeah, I, mean, I was impressed including, by that. Including the guy in front of us that had his uh, fake ice pack full of Crown Royal and couldn't wait to talk about it with us, which I thought was hilarious. So, how do you think? Do you think that he actually? I mean, if he got, I mean, is anybody picking that up when he walks in? Not, not that it's Crown Royal, but it's an ice pack. You know, I guess. I mean, I guess you can say, "Oh, I'm like, I mean, how how dumb are the people? Like, they know what's going on." But it's it's still amusing to see like a, a reusable freezer pack for the label that says Crown that he's well, like drinking from the entire game. On, must put that on after. But I'm wondering if he if he's ever been called on it. You know, and they said, "What is this? I don't know. And why is it warm? You know, <laughs> he's like, I brought this this thing to SoFi and to Nashville and That's to MetLife so and to Gillette and Jacksonville. I'm like, well, now you've made the TD Garden. Nice job, That's buddy. A great idea. Um, what was That's the funny. one? In, who was the one in 15 Patriots? When was that? When 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 was one in 15? Uh, 92, 91, 93, one of those years. Yeah. So that was that. Was that um? Was that Bledsoe then? Look it up. Maybe that, that team is very bad, but at least they yeah, scored yeah. points every now and then. They also gave up a ton of points. This team doesn't let points doesn't like doesn't allow points, but can't score. And again, an error when offense reigns, like to not be able to put a touchdown on the board in like five games is outrageous. Seriously. Seriously. So whatever. Again, not that I'm losing any sleep over it, but all it's I'll tell you what tracks on the fantasy team. So we're all set. I was impressed. I was impressed. I mean, the place wasn't full, but it wasn't empty. You know, I would have thought, you know, it was a what, product. Yeah, I thought it was like probably they 70. were selling tickets for five bucks. I know five still, bucks people were still there though. You know, it's amazing what they turn out for. You know, and they're still tailgating. Well, I mean, I mean, the question is like for for the for the Chiefs game that was the first game ever flexed out of Monday night because nobody yeah. wants to watch the Patriots. Like, yeah. now that it's a Sunday afternoon game, like, will there be demand to see the Chiefs or Taylor Swift or like will you get tickets for like five bucks if you wait till Saturday? Want to go? To go Let's on go. Sunday? Because I actually I'd actually go to that game and pay like ten bucks, right? Let's do like, it. It's, it's worth nothing more than that. If you have four tickets. I'm in. You me. I mean, I am fairly busy now because you know now, now that now that uh, travel basketball has started for two of my kids, uh, travel ba- like basketball gauntlet, you know, and all we're doing was, is events. I was privy to one of these basketball games last night, picking the F. I'm like, it was like you a, did it was catch like the tail end of the Bedford Winchester clash. Yeah. It was a it was a whopping fourteen to twelve, you know, and it's uh, crazy. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen worse than that, my friend. I've like, seen worse. Like yeah. A score fest. It was like Duncan. There was wrestling. There was traveling. I mean, those kids, those girls go cuckoo. In the coach. I mean, I've seen I've seen youth basketball games that are like low, like that low scoring, but are boring. That was actually a thrilling fourteen to twelve game, which is played at a high tempo, and the girls are very passionate. And I was very happy they got a win. But like for me, low stakes. I was happy that we had fun, and I was able to like watch my daughter and and then so, leave from there to go to the garden, which is pretty yeah. cool. 
so there's so there's names out. We will leave names out because I I don't know her name. But there's one little girl who had the ball a few times. You know, on the medical team on our end, and you were cheering for her as you cheer for everybody. And she just didn't seem like even on a good day that ball was going to make the rim. You know, with her shot. But I just I no, hope it's a process. I hope I I hope that those girls they were passionate, they were aggressive. As was the coach, very excited. <laughs> it was, it, everything wins. The bed, Bedford wins. Impressed. I was very impressed by her coaching skills. Very, I, okay. I have to say, I want to go back and I want to go back and see the finals. That's what I want to see. Well, you know, David, they're, they're playing 17 games between now and March, so take your pick. Uh, yeah, but I mean, did not nothing anybody cares. But like, you know, the three teams I really care about yesterday. The Bruins won. The my 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 daughter won her game. My other daughter lost her game. But in the morning, a thrill, thrilling, absolutely thrilling Liverpool game, which you do not care about. They were down three to two in the 85th minute and scored two goals in 90 seconds to win. That's four crazy. To three, which was amazing. And like I, the funny thing, I was watching with Davi, and Davi was yelling, and I was yelling, and then my dog just like freaked out and started jumping around and like clawing and licking. But I think she was sharing the excitement of the dramatic late, you know, late game winner there by uh, by Trent Alexander Arnold. Those great games like both are cool. That's exciting. That was very exciting. Meanwhile, David, uh, other than our, our our past and the future, Hanukkah starts this week. Thursday night, baby. Oi. Thursday night, the first night of Hanukkah, which is exciting. Any big Hanukkah plans? Um, not really. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start conjuring up some latkes ASAP. Uh, you know, Maddie's going to a going to a uh, like a retreat on Friday to Sunday, so yep. our Hanukkah plans are hanging out. Um, oh, you're going. You're going to uh, New Hampshire. Kind of Conway. Yeah, I think they do it right up there. There's going to be a lot of it. They, they do it right. right a nice, nice big manure display up in Conway. Conway. I, I might put a candle on my head and run around downtown, and see what. I happens. think you should do that. It's no problem. Going to be. Um, kind of what, what are you? I, I prepared a little teaching for you. Surprising oh. nobody. Um, what does Hanukkah mean? Dedication. Rededication, because what was rededicated? You know. The, the the temple the, in the, the temple right when the Greeks profaned it, you know, it. Judah Maccabee comes in and restores it but the actual word Hanukkah the root the chet and the nun and the chaf right chinuch is education because when you educate you dedicate yourself and Hanukkah is the rededication or the reeducation you train yourself to celebrate the holidays again which you couldn't celebrate. And the word chanich, which is usually like a camper, like your camper camp at the chanich, is actually the one who you're educating. Nice little linguistic connection to those Beautiful. three little rules. You like that. So I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to teach, that's that's my little, little teaser. Here's what I think is really exciting. So Hanukkah, as you know, David and listeners, is a holiday of many things. We have, uh, we have lights, of course. We have miracles, I would say, or do we have miracles, right? We have guerrilla warfare. We have... Uh, as you know, the the marauding war elephants that the Seleucids brought. We also have the questionable status of Sukkot versus Hanukkah. But perhaps, you know, other things you might not know, it's also a holiday about liability. Why is that? Why is that? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, if you go to the, the Gemara and the Mishnah, Baba Kama, here's just, here, here's, it's about fire, right? Which is funny because Hanukkah is about flames. So here we go. This is the teaching. Uh, it's if a bur- if a building burns down, like it might burn down one of three ways. So number one, in the case of a camel that was laden with flax and was passing through the public domain, and its flax extended into a store, and the flax caught fire from a lamp inside the store belonging to the storekeeper, and the result, and as a result of the burning flax, the camel set fire to the building, 
together with its contents, then who is liable? Of course, the owner of the camel is liable. If the flax on the back went into the store and caught fire and the building burned down, it's the camel and the camel owner's fault. Does that track for you? It, it resonates with me. Resonates. Okay. How about this one? But this is part two. If the storekeeper placed his lamp outside, thereby causing the flax and the camel to catch fire, and consequently the building was set on fire, the storekeeper is liable. So if they had your torch outside the building, camel walks by with a straw, flax catches fire, building burns down. It's your fault, David, as a proprietor for the building burning down. But there is one exception, David, and you already know what it is. What is the exception? Uh, that's a, if, it, if it's on Hanukkah. If it's on in a case where the lamp placed outside was a Hanukkah lamp, the storekeeper is exempt since it's a mitzvah for the Hanukkah lamp. The lamp outside. outside. So in that case, there is no one to blame, which I thought was very, very. Oh, that's great. That's why they made. So I don't know what your plans are for like. For, well, I mean, your sign at BP is not lit, so that's not oh. a concern. You do not place a lit Hanukkah outside either, so nothing should catch fire. Put some candles on the roof. I'm put some torches. Sure. The, the next the next Gemara is about like the, the height of the Hanukkah, but we do not need to talk about that right now because that's a whole separate rabbit hole. This one was deep enough. In the meantime, you are still working. You are still seeing patients. How is the public health doing? Public health is getting sicker by the day. <laughs> okay, so you are seeing, I would assume, an uptick in usual winter sicknesses the usual and contagions. The usual stuff. But we now that we test for everything, we know what it all is. So, you know. So yeah, we used to say yeah. So we're seeing a lot of RSV that we know, a lot of flu that we know. COVID's ticking up. Strap. Remember, I'm being redundant. I'm saying this. I think for the past every time we talk, it just keeps going on and on and on. But it's picking up right now. Um, yeah, it's just it's uh, well, it's a season, right? It's the season. Tis the season for viruses. Is everybody now asking for like I want to know exactly what it is? I'm unsatisfied with like unspecified virus. Please test everything. That's a great question, you know, because because during pre-COVID, we didn't, people would say, I said, oh, we could test you with the flu, and the parents said, would it change anything? But some kids, no, so we wouldn't test. And we never tested for RSV. And of course, COVID was non-existent. But then when COVID hit, people started testing. We were able to test, and people wanted to know, if this isn't COVID, what is it? So then we started testing more for the flu and RSV. Um, and now, and then after COVID, People would actually we don't want we don't want a COVID test. They would defer the COVID test. They didn't want to know if it was COVID, um, or yep. they did home test. They didn't want us to test them. Said, okay, we still like to, but we won't. But but and some people, but now more people want to know if it is or isn't RSV or the flu. So when so we're well, is is it usually that, or is it usually end up being something you can't tell them? Like what what percent of time do you have an actual diagnosis for them? I would say every few weeks that you know it's 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 going up in terms of what we diagnose them with because the flu and RSV is ramping up. But that's probably yep. still a good 40, 50, 45 percent. It's just a it's virus. Just a virus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, well. like, oh, you know, so when they but there is this test you could do, it's this panel by another all these companies rolled out with different um viral testing you could do, some quicker, like you know, some you know, an hour, but there's one that's yep. called Biofire, which the emergency room uses. Biofire has a great Bio name. Biofire, and you can test like 15, 20 different viruses, you know, all these different viruses. Parinfluenza, um, nice. you know, virus. So you know what it is, you know, when the kid goes to the ER and they have a high fever, you, you can know what it is. But if you yep. do, some, sometimes in the emergency room, and especially in the office, if you use that panel, which is like 20 tests, insurance doesn't want to cover it. And the parents yep. don't want to get a bill for that. So we're not doing those. But there's a lot of other viruses out there. You know? Aren't there? 
Um, did you end up having enough flu vaccine this year? You give it all out? We get the flu. The flu mist is, is short supply. The spray, we got that. We ran, we blew through that. Problem with the flu mist is that it expired when we got expired, expired in like December, which is odd. So we had to get a new, okay. pack, a new, a new um, pack, but that expires in January. But we still have enough flu vaccine. COVID vaccine, we have enough of. We don't have any for anybody. Well, no, no one's getting it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have anybody over 18. Uh, we don't. We can't give that. We, oh, we still have right. the COVID vaccine. We still have enough of that. People are getting it. People still come in for that, actually. It's actually, I would say it's it's probably 70% people are getting that. Um, no, the, the, the kids, yes. Adults, absolutely not. Adults, like 8, eight to 10%, I think, still on the intake, on the uptake. Yeah, so. yeah. maybe, yeah. Is, and how about the uh, antibiotic storage? How's that going? Is there still a, a run on antibiotics? Or we Mark is still, and still waxing and weeds. No. Unbelievable! Any no, any 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 end in sight? Are you just are you just like pharmacy shopping when you're giving stuff out? What are you doing? Yeah, it's well, a, lot, a lot of times they have different concentrations. They may not have one that's right. four milligrams per teaspoon, but they have one that's two hundred fifty milligrams per teaspoon. But the, yep. that's that. But with the other antibiotics, aren't in as short a shortage. But we're still dealing with ADHD medicine, which is in shortage. And I have heard about that. Not that I'm getting it, but people that are just keeps on going. Yeah, so that keeps on going. And the insurances, past year or so, have. With the, which I don't know what they change, but they don't cover a lot of these medicines anymore. That's the copays are exorbitant. It's ridiculous. I'm, and it's just, uh, you have to jump yeah. get them. So there's a lot of stuff going on. American exceptionalism and faulty healthcare. So there you go. Exceptional <laughs> providers who are doing great work under duress like you are. So thank you, David. Jeez. Um, I will just report back that uh, on, on the school side of things, we are at the beginning of an intense budgeting process. Hmm. Um, I think we knew that after many years of really uh, adhering to the guideline that we received for a budget increase, we're just going to be asking for a whole lot more. So I think the request was for us to come in at three and a half percent increase. We have come in with initial numbers, you know, hovering about five and a half to six percent, which is a lot of money. And, um, you know, I think bottom line, I've said, like, I'm happy to go to the town meeting and, and make a passionate case for why it's necessary. And there are many reasons that will be the case. So if you're curious about those arguments, I would say, you know, you can watch the rest of our school committee meetings beginning on December 19th, extending through January, because we'll be voting on our budget, you know, by the end of January and then bring it to town meeting. But it's going to be expensive and everything is going to be more expensive, including the business of educating children. So that's a, a large task for us on top of the usual work of school. And I think the other headline from the school side is. I would say after uh, many years of discussion and debate and comment. Um, we are finally um, pendulum swinging back to the science of reading and phonics heavy instruction as opposed to whole language and the units of study from Lucy Calkins. Um, if you have heard the term the reading wars before, David, which have been waged in this country for a long time, this is the latest chapter. And I think we're taking that um, taking that vote and it's putting money back in phonics instruction. And I think it's actually about time and we are happy with it. We'll come at a substantial cost of on resources and staff effort, and that's fine. Um, it is certainly worth it. And those are the two biggest things that we're working on. We're talking about Bedford's children, and uh, that's exciting. Woohoo! It's exciting. Yes, the phonic wars. Uh, well, the reading wars. The reading so wars, not to that. be confused with the pushcart war. Uh, not to be confused with that very famous book. And I think it's it's also worth remembering. I I, I keep on reminding everybody the fact, like. Um, it was not like we were not teaching kids how to read, but for it's a top 10% district by every measure, this is an improvement and we'll hit kids for whom the approach wasn't working and we're not getting 
Um, you know, a lot of the same reinforcement or might have a special uh, education need around reading. You know, think that this push or the you know the pushback to phonics will, will help some of them uh, read, and that's also really important to us from a values position. So looking forward to that. That will take a long time. And my message always is, and we've said before, change takes time, especially changing a large, complicated educational system with 400, uh, you know, full-time educators and 2,700 students. So temper your enthusiasm and expectations, but change is coming. I'm excited. I'm you are excited. I can I'm feel your excited. excitement. And I'm going to tune into, when's the, when's the meeting? I want to tune into the public comment pod. Those are my favorite pods. Uh, well, you know, our meetings are at seven o'clock on Tuesdays. Next one is December 19th. And then every Tuesday in January. So let's have at it. No, no worries. That's my board of health. Um, maybe, maybe that's my board of health. Maybe I'll watch yours while I'm at mine. You listen. They're all on YouTube. Feel free to pull it and see me get fired up and 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 a little bit uh, a little bit feisty at times. Which you have someone do, to do. Like, you should have someone on your on your YouTube videos like add like uh, animation or add like you know, effects. To them. That'd be you hilarious. Steam come out of your stars and stuff. That'd be hilarious. Dollar signs. Can't yeah, change, I mean, it's change. funny. I mean, we we had a meeting on Tuesday and I I I left the house at six thirty. I walked in at eleven thirty. That's on like if it's a two hour synagogue board meeting, like that is actually nothing. Like I'm used to four and a half hour meetings, you know, they just go and everyone's really passionate and fired up. So I spend a lot of time in meetings. That's absolutely fine by me. Um, you know, I'll just say and editorially, I think, you know, we don't I need to talk a lot about this. I will just say that we are just, you know, as 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 American Jews, uh, we're just still going through hell. Um, you know, on top of the massacres and violence of October 7th. We have the ongoing hostage drama. You have the attacks from Lebanon. You have US ships and Israeli ships being attacked in the Red Sea. Uh, bottom line, like nothing is gonna get better. Um, it is terrible. I think this is also finally put to bed. Those folks that say, oh, I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm just anti-Zionist. And I'm like, well, then what explains bomb threats to synagogues and vandalizing Jewish businesses in the United States? It makes no sense unless you equate Israel and hating Israel, hating Jews. Um, so I would say as an adult Jewish male, this is the worst time of my life to be looking at the Jewish community saying what's happening, but I'm as ferociously proud as I ever have been, uh, you know, to be so. And I still, you know, rock my Israel sweatshirt around Starbucks and say, you got a problem? Like, come and talk to me about it. And, you know, I'm lucky I'm a big guy, so no one talks to me about it. So that's an editorial comment. You know, that's how I feel. Noted. You're just nodding. Yeah. That's a lot. No, I, I, no, I, I, I get it, right? It, it's a daily thing. It's, uh, it's, it's in our minds, all of our, our, our friends and colleagues' minds. Like This is not going anywhere. And we said before, it's only going to get worse. And it's not getting any better, especially, especially over there. And I still fear a, a, a outcome for the, for the short term for the hostages and the long term for everybody else over there. And right in here, it's not easy. It's not easy. I get it. And uh keep going with it well, it makes you it makes you admire the uh you know the the living under duress of the of israelis now more than ever and um i mean the goal of israel's enemies is to is to make israel give up and leave and that's just not going to happen uh and Israel no. has to fight to defend yourself I, I support israel you know all the way in those endeavors so i would say here we are again i'll see you on the flip side go ahead i'll see you stop Oh, yeah, exactly right. Or, or meet me outside of Starbucks. Uh, I am still consuming some content, David. Uh, I'm excited to watch the final of this year's British Baking Show, which aired last Friday, but we have not watched it yet. So hopefully that's going to happen later tonight. Uh, I am re-watching Dairy Girls, which I have uh, recommended to you before. I'm watching a British show called New Blood, which seems interesting. 
Um, and other than that, there's not much happening until the second season of Wednesday comes out, which I'm sure you're excited about too in your house. Very. Uh, and we also saw a really good movie. We saw The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which was the prequel to The Hunger Games, which I didn't know like how it would be. It was actually exceptional. It was actually like huh. three movies in one. It far exceeded my expectations. And so did the soundtrack, actually, which someone described as dystopian Appalachian music, which is like fiddles and a little bit of twang. And uh, I would just say, if you're considering seeing that movie, I would actually see it. It was really good. And Rachel Zegler, uh, the lead actress, was absolutely sensational. So I enjoyed that movie. What are you currently consuming, David? I am... Content, not food. Content, not food. I just finished... (laughs) This is where I leave you, which is one of my favorite books. Um, you read something? No, I read the book like five, ten oh. years ago. Ten years ago, but I just did a movie. But Justin Bateman was in a movie. Um, uh, What's it about? It's about a, a dysfunctional family of four or five whose father passes away, and they sit shiver. Um, and it's got Jane Fonda in it, and. Um, some other great actors and is it a new movie or an old movie it's probably it's probably like six seven years old it's 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 it's, it's good i mean it's good it's it's what's, it's, it's, what's is it streaming yeah it's on netflix yeah oh I'll check it's, it but, out. But, but one of my favorite books i mean the book is better than the movie but the movie does a nice job the movie does a nice job um i'm also watching started watching painkiller with matthew broderick which is about the oxycontin um uh, mm-hmm. the Sack the Sackler family and how they created yep. this awful thing. Yep. And I've been listening to a lot of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. Actually, <laughs> just driving you. back and forth up to Maine and running actually. I got home. I was running to it recently. You know, it just it was just really funny. Some really he just I was he's a comedic genius to me. Um sometimes your comedy and mine don't intersect. I think Conan's actually really funny. So I just think I, you should check that out. Great. So yeah, those are, I finished Old Dads, you know, with Bill Burr, which I thought was fun to watch. I think Bill Burr is great yeah. too. I think he shares my um, humoristic anger at times, and uh, <laughs> and I uh, know all good, all good. I'm good. I think when I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna watch Jerry Duty next. I gotta watch Jerry Duty. Oh, so I mean, I, I mean, you're, it's it's great actually. I don't want to set too high expectations. It's, it's really funny. I'm actually, uh, I'm I'm reading Dune. For the first time, I've seen you know, Dune, I, the original Dune movie from like 1984 with comic clock and like people panned and it has not held up well over time. They made the new one part two with a Timothy Tim yep. Chalamet, Jewish, yep. by the way. So I'm reading the book for the first time and, you know, it's it's uh, it is it's it's great. I'm really enjoying it. It's taken me a long time with life. But I'm enjoying finally reading it probably 30 years too late. So reading, doing, watching shows and the doing first- other stuff. First one had um, Sting in it, right? The first dude. Yeah, Sting was uh was was Fade, whatever the Harkonnen's nephew. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, a bunch I, of other I, actors like Max von Sydow was in that movie. Like oh, actually, yeah. a lot of famous actors were in it. You know, Back, Max von Sydow was also in the Black Hole. You know, good eighties movie. Just saying, he was in a lot of stuff from that time, which yeah. I promptly like forgot the movies I saw as a kid. But he was he was he was significant. But like, I, 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 like, I, for, like for some reason, like when we, when we first got our VCR, you know, back in like eighty eight, eighty nine, whatever it was, like we had movies that we watched like, a million times because those were the only movies that we had, like Indiana Jones or Star Wars. But like we had Dune, I watched Dune like fifty times as a kid. So like I'm reading the book, and like the, this line is actually lifted directly from the book into the movie in a very 
probably more way than some other ones. But in the remake, actually, that came out, like it's all, it's the same kind of approach. But the remake is certainly much better than the than what it was made 30, 40 years ago. So I'm looking forward to part two coming out. Have you, you know, have you ever seen Tremors? I saw Tremors. Oh, the other war movie. I don't know if I ever saw. I remember seeing like the the box of the VC, of the cassette, the VC at VHS. I don't think I ever saw it though. Was that like Emilio Estevez? Was he in that movie or Charlie? Uh, no, it, what's his name? It's um, it's uh, um, River Kevin Phoenix. Bacon. Who was Kevin in Bacon? It? Kevin Bacon's in it. Like the, it's kind oh, of, is that right? Yeah, I think all those animals are underground, and it's got the guy from the father from Family Ties is in it. It's it's kind of like a comedy slash comedy. Kevin slash Bacon, movie. Fred Fred Ward, Finn Card, Reba McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's kind of a funny. It's kind of it's 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 not a great movie, you know, but it's uh it gets a job done. Um, it's kind of like Star Starship Troopers, but differently. differently. That bananas. That movie is banana. If you you if you Google like that movie and like the director and like you, I mean, it's amazing to watch that movie again now. Is like a realizing what they were trying to do with it. It's uh, it's on all the time. Also, it's always on. What were they what, what were they trying to do with it? It was like a like a real satire, like propaganda and like fascism and like you know mili military power and, and some other stuff. I, I don't want to like paraphrase the some stuff I've read about it, but it, I remember seeing in the probably in college being like, oh, this movie is weird but great. And all like the beautiful people that were in it. it uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Don't try to think back. This is a total tangential comment. But when I was a kid, of course, we talk about all the stuff I saw. But I was one time in a movie theater in Maine, in like the probably the late 70s i was watching this movie and it was like a it was like a alien kind of like movie where like the extraterrestrials like they came in they took people you know up you know but it wasn't what it was it wasn't um it wasn't a good one <laughs> it wasn't like you know invasion or body snatchers but it was this weird movie where the people were being probed by aliens right it's really and like back then you could just walk into these theaters and there weren't any ratings you know and it's just the weirdest movie and it was and it was it was almost like disturbing i still have these memories in my mind of what what it was but i can't figure out what it was i wish i could find out what this movie was you know and this is not a very good description of this movie that you saw as a kid a movie with the aliens and probing and something like that one of these b movies that was just out there and i'll never find it and i just want to yeah, probably i want to i want to i want to you know verify that i actually saw this movie right but when i verified that i actually didn't get into the into the i skipped the nirvana show on lansdowne street right i really want to verify what the hell was i watching back in the 70s anyways moving on wait what about Lansdowne? What did you just say? Nirvana. I told you, oh, you about that story. I told you the story about the Nirvana show. Wait a minute. What's what, what's your story? What's your story? You go first. <laughs> no, when I was in med school, I tell you about. I told you about this. Didn't I tell you about this story? I what? think we. I think you did, but remind me because I'm telling my stories. I've told I want to go into the show. My, sister, my buddies yeah. didn't want to wait in line. I said, I really want to see this group. They're like, no, no, no. Let's go to this show. There's no line. And yeah, there's no line because that's not. That group's not good. I think this group's going to be great. And we waited, and they said, let's go. So I didn't go into the show. And then, I, and like, years later, I bumped into a friend of mine. A it was uh, Nirvana. A patient of mine who was a DJ for, like, for um, BCN. And she, I'm like, Remember? I was telling the story. She goes, yeah, I was in the show in the front row. That was Nirvana. I'm like, yeah, like, dummy. I, so I think you told me this before, and then I said to you, my sister was at that concert, and yes. she got kicked in the head by Kurt Cobain. Yes. That's the same thing, 100%. Yeah. Now, uh, I assume uh, that, that if I was your sister... Imagine if I was standing next to your sister at the concert. Like we, like, that'd be actually what that hilarious, hilarious actually. She, she, she my, sister was turning, my sister was about to turn fifty. Happy birthday, Abs! The end of the month. There she we go. Been in the front row. 
What, what time? I, I, I will. I, if you want, I can ask her. I see her a few times here. I can ask her at, 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 her, at her birthday. Like, hey, so where were you standing there at that show? And where was it exactly? I'm sure she'll remember. You know? Yeah. One time, one time, Jen was Jen. My Jen was at um uh Newberry Comics, and then I dropped yep. off. I had to go into work at MGH as a resident. She was at a, a, a Lemonheads, or a, uh, like, like acoustic show at 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 um. Newberry Comics in, in, in Harvard yep. Square. She was right in the front, and Evan Dando looked at her and said, hey. And Jen was like, hey. <laughs> now, we, we've talked about the Lemonheads. I have not heard that story before, but that's great. I like that a lot. It's a shame about Ray. Hey, oh, Evan Dando went to he went to Skidmore, right? With both I, think, yeah, I think you told me that. And Bill Janovitz's daughter from Buffalo Tom went to Skidmore. Just saying. I'm, I'm really happy to hear this information. I know. I'm, I'm just excited. World. I'm excited to, to, to share this knowledge. All right, friend. What do you got? What do you got coming up besides Conica this week? Anything good? Um, New Hampshire kicking back. Yeah. I'm gonna shave this white beard off. Looks like you yeah. need to shave. Yeah, like you Santa Claus. There was Santa Claus. Santa. There, was two, there was a dueling Santa Clauses yesterday at um at the. Yeah, there was at, one Santa and one Grinch. We talking about? There was one Santa. No, no. There was one. One guy was really Santa, and one guy was just wearing a Santa shirt. Remember that guy? Uh, I don't remember that. And then there was the guy, that really crazy guy, that was mad that he didn't win fan of the game, right? That was. Okay, I mean, yeah. So that, yeah. So this week, you know, work, work, work. Meetings, meetings, meetings. There's a someone has a concert somewhere. We have a busy weekend. Our friend Gretchen's having her annual two, holiday party on Saturday. To go to. Right, Gretchen's party. You bet. There's T T S T Hanukkah events. We're having a can a candles and cocktails event next Monday with Hanukkah cocktails and mocktails. I'm excited for that. I will be bartending. For that, just come on down. What time's that at? And uh, uh, what else is happening? You know, I'm probably a million other things, but you know, I'm again, but like peak for me Bruins last night, Marshawn Hattrick, the me screaming along to Mr. Brightside, shipping up to Boston, dirty water, and uh, and uh, zombie nation was like that. It was it was peak Roscoe and Geller. It was a pleasure to be there. With I almost, I know, I you and I did not toss our hats on the ice. Um, I hid my hat because I didn't want someone to grab it and toss oh, it. I like that. Oh, I was gonna toss you in the ice. Like, no, I took my hat off and put it under my shirt because I didn't want somebody like taking my oh. hat. And it it's not the first time that's happened. No, no, really, I hat. really. Okay. Well, I told you, in 1996 or so, I went to a Bruins game and it was uh, each each goal was a goal from Cam Neely, assisted by Adam Oates and Ray Bork, and like we were sitting somewhere on like, the balcony, and like. The girl is like, oh, I'll take your hat. I'm like, don't take my hat and throw it. I want to keep the hat. Probably like a Bruins hat. Um, so I've been at two Bruins hat tricks and the probably you know, 10, 15 next Bruins have been to. Next time, we should bring some yamakas there. We'll just rip those on the ice. That's actually not a bad idea. That would be hilarious. Yeah, we're doing that. That's hilarious. Like, just in case. You should just keep case. on like, just in case it happens, right? Yeah. All right, David. Great catching up with you. Great going to the Bruins with you. Chag Samet. Happy Hanukkah. Wish you the best. And uh, we'll see everyone back here for episode 89 sometime soon. All right. See you, Dan. See you guys later. Thank you so much. What Do We Know is written by Dan Roskell and Dave Geller and produced by Terry Samaras from Lex Media and Lexington, Mass. Our theme music is from Joey Freeman, whose music you can find on SoundCloud. We'll see you next time.